spirit has whispered in my ears sounds alien to human understanding I'm looking for the tune a sound in the spirit that awakens the nations to love Jesus I want to usher men into his presence to pluck the strings of Abba and feel his melodies within impulses that energizes sacrifice to Yahweh's delight. I want to drink from his spirit so deserts shall suffer my oasis and dead brooks shall come alive with reviving waters for out of my belly flows Yahweh's fountain. I am Yahweh's hands. I'm a sound in the spirit. My sofa is alive with prophetic praise that causes dead bones in the valley of death to dance to the rhythm of love. I am Yahweh's hands reconciling creation back to him. I am the joy of heaven, the harvester of abiding fruits. Oh mortal, guard your loins and make inquiries of the God of heaven. He has deployed his strength and you are his arsenal for execution. These are the days of battle and your hands must be made strong. He must teach your hands to war and your heart to trust in him. Let go of the vanity of the flesh. Trust in his spirits. Observe his ways and be drowned in his will. Oh soldier of God, your God is a warrior and you are his battle axe. Rely on his mercy for there is a kingdom to establish. There are territories to conquer. Stand your ground. Stand firm in this army where you belong. That after the end of these drillings and prunings, you will shout to the world, I am Yahweh's song, filled with choruses of his love, melodies of affectionate desire to Yahweh's delight. And all nations, all nations shall dance to it. There's a people rising. There's a people rising. Very honest you. There's a people rising. Nation calling for <laughs> Harry honors you. They are coming from the east. They are coming from the west. They are the ones that would lift his name high. They are coming from the north. They are coming from the south. They are the ones. Yahweh's delight. They are coming. They are coming from the east. They are the west. Are you pumped up tonight? Come on. Are you that one? That will lift the name of Jesus higher. They are coming. Full of life. With character and for your wisdom. Okay. 
Spirit has whispered in my ears. Sounds alien to human understanding. I'm looking for the tune, a sound in the Spirit that awakens the nations to love Jesus. I want to usher men into His presence to pluck the strings of Abba and feel His melodies within. Impulses that energizes sacrifice to Yahweh's delight. I want to drink from his spirit so deserts shall suffer my oasis and dead brooks shall come alive with reviving waters. For out of my belly flows Yahweh's fountain. I am Yahweh's hands. I'm a sound in the spirit. My suffer is alive with prophetic praise that causes dead bones in the valley of death to dance to the rhythm of love. I am Yahweh's hands reconciling creation back to Him. I am the joy of heaven, the harvest of abiding fruits. Oh mortal, guard your loins and make inquiries of the God of heaven. He has deployed His strength and you are His arsenal. For execution these are the days of battle and your hands must be made strong he must teach your hands to war and your heart to trust in him let go of the vanity of the flesh trust in his spirits observe his ways and be drowned in his will oh soldier of God your God is a warrior and you are his battle axe rely on his mercy for there is a kingdom to establish. There are territories to conquer. Stand your ground. Stand firm in this army where you belong. That after the end of these drillings and prunings, you will shout to the world, I am Yahweh's song, filled with choruses of his love, melodies of affectionate desire to Yahweh's delight. And all nations, all nations, Shall dance to it. There's a people rising. There's a people rising. Very honest you. There's a people rising. Nation calling for. They are coming from the east They are coming from the west They are the ones That would lift his name high They are coming from the north They are coming from the south They are the ones Yahweh's delight Are you pumped up tonight? Come on. Are you that one that will lift the name of Jesus higher? Say you're coming. Full of life. With character and knowledge. 
Thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, you are good and your mercies endure it forever. Lord, you are good and your mercies endure it forever. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. 
Everyone, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your care and your love over my life. I'm grateful. Lift your voice and tell him how grateful you are. God, you are good and your mercies endure it forever. God, you are good and your mercies endure it forever. People from every nation and tribe, from generation to generation. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you for who you are. Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. In the name of the Jesus. Amount of goodness and mercy after the order of Psalm 23 and verse 6 it said God's goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of his life God's goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of the life, your life. The Bible didn't say that you will start looking for the goodness and the mercy of God. It said there is something he is going to do that goodness and mercy will follow you. What is the goodness of God? The goodness of God is all that God represents. The goodness of God is the manifestation of God's glory. Right, and when we talk about the glory of God, we're talking about the beauty of God, we're talking about the excellence of God, we're talking about God's power and glamour, we're talking about the release of the fullness of all God represents. If you read Philippians 4 19, it says, My God shall supply his need, your needs, according to his riches in glory. So, the realm of goodness or the realm of glory is the realm of God's storehouse of prosperity. 
let me use another word that the realm of glory is the central bank of heaven so that we supply to you all your needs according to your my riches in glory by Christ Jesus so Jesus is the key access to the door of glory and when the door of glory opens the goodness of God is the next thing that responds to you now when somebody tells you um, um, Veronica is good and the person send you to Veronica when you meet Veronica you are not expecting a statement that she should tell you I am good you are not expecting um, any other thing that is not towards what you have been told so when you are coming to her you are expecting that she would give you some something nice a treat a gift or something to prove and show you that indeed she is good so you go there you get a good treatment you get food and she gives you money and up when you get back you tell the person that sent you ah indeed this lady is good like you said but when you get there she has some quarrel with you and all of that disrespects you and all you get back and tell the person this lady you said is good there is nothing good about her this lady that you said she is good there is nothing nothing good about her so when we say the goodness of god it means that there is something god has to offer to you note this not because he owes you okay if they say i am good i'm gonna be good to you not because i owe you nah 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 but because it is my nature to be good so and god is going to remain good no matter how bad man is let's see a scripture exodus 33 from verse 17 okay let's go from verse 16 to 19 Exodus 33 from verse 16 to 19 because I want us to pray this morning that the goodness of God become evidential in our life for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight is it not in that thou goest with us so shall we be separated I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth and the Lord said unto Moses I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken for thou hast found grace in my sight and I know thee by name or a lesser done and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. So you see, what Moses was asking for is show me your glory, your beauty. Show me everything that you are. Now look at what Moses, God now responded to Moses verse 19. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. Okay? 
Moses was asking for the glory, for the glamour, for the power of God. But God said, the way I respond in showing my glory is to show you my goodness. Somebody listening to me, God will show you his goodness this month. God will show you his goodness this month. God will show you the good, his goodness this month. May the goodness of God be made manifest in your life this month. You will not escape it. You will not miss it in the name of Jesus. Something is going to happen in your life that you will say, Ah, God is good indeed. Something is going to happen for your family that you will say, God is good indeed. Doors that were closed are going to be open. Strange, miraculous intervention will happen in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you are good. And your mercy endureth forever. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. Now let's go to Matthew 7 from the 7 down into 11 or 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew 7 from the 7. Look at this. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that not care, it shall be opened. All right. Let's go to verse 9. So this scripture is talking about prayer. God's character in the place of prayer. How does God respond? How does God behave? God said it's simple. Ask me, I'll give you. Knock it to open. Ask, seek, and you find. Hmm? Okay. So his response now is what he's talking about from verse 9. Or what man is there of you? Whom, if his son ask bread, Will you give him a stone? Let's go. Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Every answer here will be no. Okay. Then, verse 11. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him all right if you listen understand a lot of us our mindset in prayer is that god is wicked our mindset in prayer is that god is not in the mood to talk to you is not in the mood to answer but that's not true based on this scripture and the word of God must be taken through above every other logical reasoning. So if you, if you, your nature being evil, the human fallen nature have the tendencies to do wrong. What about the God who does not have such tendency? God does not have the tendency to sin. God does not have any tendency to do anything wrong. Now, 
His inherent ability is just good. His inherent capacity is full of goodness. That is what he's full of. So he said, if you being earthly, you can take care of your kids, you can do things, say, what about me? So what God is saying here, the problem is that you've not been able to see him as a father. As you see him as God, as one business transaction, oh God is there, I'm here, and all of that, and all and all and all. And let me tell you the risk of that. Let me use Madam Naira Bless for an example. Let's say she works in a company and a bank and she's been paid, um, let's say, 3000 4000 or 5000 every month. So, at the end of the month, she receives a salary. Now, she has needs that the salary cannot meet. Then she goes to the CEO of the bank or the manager and says, Please, the money you give to me, it couldn't solve my problem. The economy has become too high. Can I please get an extra money? Maybe 2,000 Ghana cities or 4,000 Ghana cities also, so that I'll be able to meet off my needs. And by the way, you guys are the ones that employed me. I said I should come and work for you. So kindly give me this money. Let me go and pay my bills. Will the bank give her that money? Talk to me. Will the bank or the manager give her that money? Why? Why would they not give to her? Somebody said, even if yes, it will be on condition, really. Because it's not done that way, that's not the agreement. Okay. She's not asking for loan. She's not asking to be given part of her salary for next month. She just says, the money you paid me is not enough. It has finished. I want more. It's the right time to pay her. Yeah, what are you saying? Let me take one more. It's not the right time to pay her. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I think the other comments are not commenting. There's no agreement. Okay, now, if somebody comes who is just um, 17 years ago, this is the son or the daughter of the CEO of the bank. And um, let's say he works in the bank, receives salary, and by the end of the month, they pay this person higher, let's say 8,000 or 10,000, and the month finish, the month gets to an end. Don't forget the father is the CEO. Then he goes to the father and said that, um, I want money. 
And the other said, but if we pay the salary for them, I say, yes, but it's not enough for me. I need money to do my own personal beatings. I have a vacation to attend in, um, in Greece. I have a vacation to attend in um, Seychelles. I have a vacation in Bahamas. So I will need an extra of $10,000 to give, to, to add up to what I have, to be able to go for my vacation. With the father give him, why would the father give him? Why would the CEO give money to a 17 years old and he didn't give to somebody else who is over 40? And mind you, the 17 years is earning more money. He's earning almost 10,000. The other person is earning almost 4,000. Maybe she even has four kids. So I thought that it's supposed to be understanding. And then we see Ghana is that understand the family and all of that because of the father and son relationship they have. Thank you. Because of the relationship between them. Thank you. So, if you deal with God based on a businessman, you will never see the goodness of God. If you deal with God as a business person, the only time you need God is when you want, when you have a need. Father, in the name of Jesus, give me, give me, give me, give me. There is no personal relationship. You are not there when God needs you. You are not there when God wants to talk to someone. You are not there for him to talk to. But you don't know God wants to talk to people. Oh yeah, God wants to talk. Suddenly he comes and said, Hiram, um, please, there's a woman living next to your house who is called Abelta or Abigail. This woman has been going through a particular seizure around 9 p.m. every day. Now, I want you to intercede for her. And now, you are too busy to hear God. What you don't know is that God does not send you errand and don't give you transport. God does not send you errand and doesn't reward you. But now you are too busy to even hear what God is asking you to do. So God looks out for somebody else, probably a man of God, who is listening and waiting to hear the voice of God. So there's a woman, and this man of God might be more far from the woman now. It's a woman who is going to pass by this road and all of that, minister to her and all and all. And this man of God would go out and carry the, out the assignment and he begins to experience the goodness of God. And you will begin to say to yourself, what have I done to God at all? I've been here all this while. God is not helping me. God is not remembering me. I've been praying and praying and praying. It is because you are coming to deal with God on a transactional basis. Okay? You are coming to deal with God on a transactional basis. So God has already paid you what you think you deserve. So by the time you come to receive extra package, he has no business with you. But once you begin to deal with God on a father and a son relationship, 
you begin to literally experience the goodness of God. You see, when Jesus began to talk about the Lord's Prayer, it's that when we pray, the first thing we do is that we say, Our Father. That, that prayer is not actually a word to be prayed. No. That prayer is actually um, a program. That prayer is a blueprint of how to pray. Okay? He said, the first thing you do is that you must see God as Father. That is the first thing you do in the place of prayer. You must understand the fatherly aspect of God. He's caring. He's loving. Build a fatherly relationship. Nothing makes prayer easy like when you build intimacy. Thank you for that, Grandma. Grandma. A model of prayer. A pattern of prayer. It is not a prayer request. Let's pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done. No, it's a model of prayer. It's a pattern. It is how to pray. So the first thing you do, see God as a father. When you see God as a father, you're, you're not going to be far from your father for a long period of time without talking. When you see God as a father, it will be easy to hear the voice of your father. Even in your dream, when you hear your father's voice and you didn't see him, you know somebody spoke. And what do you do? You carry out the assignment that your father had asked you to carry out. Many of us don't, can't even hear the voice of God, but we claim that we are God's children. He said, my sheep hear my voice, for they know me and they follow me. So, if we get into the fatherhood of God, that's when you hear the word Abba. That is what Abba portrays. The word Abba means my father, not our father now. All right? You have now personalized my father. So God wants us to come to him as children, and he wants to be Abba father to us. And automatically when that is put in place, receiving from God, Experiencing the goodness of God is never difficult. Can I say this to us, that prayer is not hard. It is our lack of intimacy that makes us pray for one thing for too long. Prayer is not hard. Our lack of relationship with God, koinonia, intimacy, that is what makes it difficult for us to receive. It's not. Look at Matthew 7, verse 7. The way he put it very simple. He said, ask. Shall we give it seek? You'll find knock, it will be open. Do you know Priscilla, for example, now? If Priscilla comes to me and says, um, please, sir, I want um, this and that from you. I want some 1,000 Ghana cities from you. Um, I'm not gonna just budge. I won't just get in and okay, take it. Because um I think so far, I've never met her physically. I see her online. We talk um, once in a while and all of that. But if Mrs. Ika comes now and says, sir, please, I have a financial need. I need 5,000 Ghana cities. Without even thinking twice or asking, will you pay back or when will you pay? I would willingly give it to her. Even if I hear from somebody, she's in such situation, 
I willingly give it to her. Why? I know this one. Are you, I'm not saying I can't help Priscilla, okay? But what I'm saying is because of intimacy, we I know her. We've been talking, we've been close. So many of us find it difficult to receive from God and even receive help from men because we are too far. So the only time you, you call the person's number, I know someone who never cares about me, how I do, how I'm, where I live, nothing. He knows nothing about me. Every time I, I see I see his message, I didn't I didn't quickly discern it. He got message, oh good man, the man of God. As a family, once I reply, the next thing is a bill. Man of God, as a family, the next thing is a bill. The next month, as a family, then and I realize okay, something is wrong somewhere. So every time he sends me a message, he has never for once to say happy new month, um, good morning, or good afternoon for any innocent reason. The moment I see that. I know that Charlie, this person is about to build me, so I don't reply. Since then, I stopped. Okay? But there is a way you could tap into the heart of people and you realize that getting things from them is never difficult. Do you know right now that if some of you open your mouth, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I begin to pray, God is saying, He has come again. Because God knows you have never opened your mouth to pray and you did not ask for something. You've never for once, Father, oh God, I love you. Father, I just love you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for always being for me. Father, thank you. And you do that for two hours and you say, Amen. And you walk away. Never. Every time you said, my Father, my Father, God knows that you are coming with a being. In the realms of the Spirit, your voice is like a telephone line. Okay? Your voice is your address. The moment you talk, a signal is released where it is coming from. So when they have known your voice regularly, as you say, my father, my father, ah, Bila has come. Why there are some who just say, my father, my father, the whole of heaven is interested. Let's hear what he has to say. Oh, Father, we love you. Elohim, thank you. Thank you for the angels you've made available. Thank you, Lord, for your care. Thank you for the sick in the hospital. Thank you for those in prison. You've kept them. Thank you for those who are traveling. you kept them. This one now is not asking anything. Neither is he so concerned about himself. And God says, ah, ask what, what do you want? Ask, ask. And he keeps thanking God, thanking God, giving praise. God said, ask what you want. And by the time he's done, he says, amen. God said, ah. So he didn't ask for anything. Okay, what I'm going to do for you now is that I'm going to give you four cars. I'm going to give you a mansion. I'm going to give you a good marriage. I'm going to give you four healthy children. I'm going to give you a good job with a high pay. So what does that mean? When we assess God through thanksgiving, we receive what we could not receive from God naturally. When we assess this your prayer every time is give me, give me, give me. You don't intercede for others. You don't come to seek the face of God. Every time is give me, give me, give me, give me. Whether God is happy with you, you don't know. Whether God is angry with you, you don't know. Father, Father, oh when, oh God when, oh God when. But when you begin to give God praises, the response is different. Psalm 67 verse 5 and 7. Psalm 67 verse 5 and 7. 
let's learn to get into God's presence without a need. Prayer is not first of all for solving problems. Prayer is first of all for intimacy, for you to communicate with God, interaction. That is the first essence of prayer. That is the first essence of prayer. Interaction, discerning the will of God in and for your life. Look at it. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. All right? Let the people praise thee, and God shall bless us. So when the people begin to praise God, the next thing that happens is that the blessing of God is released upon us. When we begin to bless him, we begin to honor him, he releases his blessing upon us. Another part of Psalm would say, let the people praise thee, and the earth shall experience her increase. Some of you have people around you who, when they want to take money from you, they begin to eulogize you. Eh? Women are very good at that arm robbery lifestyle. They don't use Ghana. The woman did not start begin to praise you. Oh, my husband, my special husband, the richest man in this world. You are now confused. Did another husband come or is still you? Oh, the man that does not get angry. Ah, 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 madam. And so women don't even know how to even, they don't know how to do that, you know. Some don't even know. They feel, oh God, may, may God teach us how to live. Some feel entitled. He said, no, you know my husband. Are you not supposed, you can live with your husband in the same house and he will help strangers. He will not help you. You can live with your father, your biological father in the same house. He will support others. He will not support you because others know how to honor him and unlock that pride in him. But you want to kill the pride and make him a nobody. Is he not my father? Is he not supposed to? And so what? And so what? So once they start that thing, when my wife start that thing, she have one, 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 three, this thing. I don't even know what that is. She will not begin to say plenty of things. She will not begin to talk. Oh, Pastor Norbert, Apostle the Apostle, the anointed man of God, I'm like, calm down. What is it? What do you want again? Oh, did I say I want anything? So I can't praise my husband again. Say, this praises is not for free. Debbie, it's not for free. Oh, she can That's what she, I don't know what that thing is. Oh, she can Me, I try to form hard guy. Like, I will not respond. But Charlie, before I know, before the thing I start going, okay, bring my bag, collect whatever you want. Eh, Sometimes as she's saying it, she's collecting the bag. At the anger to not say drop my bag will not be there again. Sometimes she's saying it, she's collecting my phone. If I know, by the time I check my balance, Charlie, transfer is done. No? They, they've transferred the money, right, robbing me right in front of my eyes. Not that my, I was not asleep. I'm awake, robbing me right in front of my eyes. Right in front of my eyes. Full robbery. Full robbery. Hmm? But after you have received all the accolades, and the thing is sweet, the thing is entering your head, what do you expect? Charlie, ah, you just let it go and then um, 
it's later that your eyes will clear that what I've left you cry is in thousands. Yes, the robbery is allowed. It's allowed. What I've left you is in thousands. So many of us don't know how to receive from those around us because we don't know how to honor them. Many of us don't know how to receive from God because we don't know how to honor God. We don't know how to sing praises to God. We don't know how to. We don't, we, we, have you ever read in your Bible that angels are in lack? Angels are in need or in want? No. If you read the book of Revelation, angels are always singing praises to God. So they never lack anything. Can you learn to go to God without you bringing some deal? Can you learn to go to God? When I see their call, I will not pick because they have never called me to ask me, how are you doing? Are you okay? How is church? No. The moment I see their call or their test, it's a bill. So their WhatsApp message, I will not reply. Their call, I will not reply. But you see me and you talk, I've been busy. It's simple as ABC. So the goodness of experiencing God's goodness is very possible if we understand the key of thanksgiving. If we understand, David would say that seven times a day do I praise thee. All right? Not because I want anything, no. He said, because of your righteous judgment. Ah, seven times a day. Oh, Father, we thank you. Father, to you, Lord, be your the glory. To you, Lord, be your the honor. It's okay, wait. Very soon, we ask for something. What a marvelous God. What a marvelous God. He has done everything for me. What a marvelous God. What a marvelous. He used to do marvelous things for me. All my life you have been faithful. Say, don't worry, very soon. Get me Psalm 119 verse 164. Don't worry, very soon um, he will ask for something. And he do, you do this thing all night. And suddenly it's 4 a.m. From 12 to 4 a.m. So, okay, let's wait. Now just watch. Very soon you just ask and you finish. Father, thank you. There are the midawase. Chineki mela. Imela. And you just finish. Amen. And you lie down and sleep. And the angels are shocked. Like, ah, human being did not ask for anything because it's in our nature to be greedy. All right? So now, why is God interested in our thanksgiving more than that of angels? Don't forget, according to the Bible, the 24 elders are praising God day and night. The angels are praising God day and night. So why is God still interested in our thanksgiving? Because he has given us will. Angels don't have will. Okay? They don't have will. They can't say, I won't do. They have been made to do it by force. Alright? The 24 elders don't have will. Okay, today they me, I won't praise God. No. They have been configured. Their configuration is for praises. But you, he gave you will. So you can decide to praise him. You can decide I won't praise him. So your own means a lot to him because despite you have your free will not to give it to him, despite you have a free will to go and worship an idol, to go and do something, but you say, no, I'm going to bring it back to the one that made me. So when you begin to serve God and serve God wholeheartedly, serve God sincerely, serve God truthfully, serve God joyfully, the blessing you get is different from those who are serving God as if there is a gun put on their neck. So God wants our praises more than that of angels because angels 
don't have a will to decide that they will not do is by force. So even if they are doing it angrily, it will not show. Okay? It will not show. But somebody who is, the, who is not supposed to do something for you, or they are supposed to do, but it's not by force, and they now chose to do it faithfully and joyfully, you now realize that, okay, this one is different. He could have said no. She could have said no. But she still chose to do it. So God loves your praises. Can we learn to get back to the place of prayer and just thank God and just ask God for things for people without asking for us? All right? Asking God for things. Let me give us this key. Anything you are looking for in your life that you've not been able to get, look for two, three persons who are looking for the same thing and start interceding for them. Oh, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but that's how it works. God is always excited when you love people, when your duty is to care for others, is to love other people, to give attention to others. God is always excited because it's not only you that he created. So every time you are coming, me, 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 give me, give me, help me. That's a childish mentality. At the age of my daughter now, my daughter does not care, have you eaten? Have you taken water? Have you slept today? Her oldest, if she wakes up now and you are not awake, the girl have learned some funny attitude and her hand is so, the kind of bone in her hand, very powerful. She will match you. If her leg cannot get to you, she will tap you. She will begin to tap you. Oh, yes. She's just six months, yes. Six months, uh, six months today. Imagine me say six months, yes. She's just six months old today. She will start tapping you. She will begin to tap you until you respond. If you are even awake and you take your face off her and she's trying to get your attention, she's not getting it, she'll begin to tap you. She'll begin to tap you. Whether you are tired, whether you are feeling sleepy, that's your own business. All right? Now, that is her age. But if that girl gets to a particular age now and I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling strong, I'm hungry, or she keep eating, and she didn't come, Daddy, have you eaten? Daddy, why are you not smiling? Daddy, are you okay? Mommy, are you okay? Then I will say that this child is not wise. I will say that this child is ungrateful. So many of you listening to me now, God is saying that you are ungrateful. God is saying that you are not wise because you have grown out of being a child. You have grown out. You are supposed to be the one asking God, Father, what do you want me to do for you this month? What do you want me to do for you this week? Father, what is your plan for this month? And how can I be part of your plan for this month? That is supposed to be what you are saying and telling God. But the same you is the one that God went. So you mean I would die single? God, can't you see? I'm 37, no? My next birthday will be 38. Oh, God, when? God, you don't even care. Oh. God, you don't care. Oh, look at that one. She got married. Look at Moses Bliss now. He's married. Look at that one. He's married. Look at, oh, God. God, am I, am I not fine? Am I not your daughter again? Oh, listen. All of those emotional jargons don't move God. It is principles that move the hand of God to perform in your life. So get into Thanksgiving. 
Get into putting smile on the face of God. Get into finding out what is the will of the Father. That is what mature children do. That is what mature children do. Premature children cares only about their stomach. So when you see a baby, anything you put in the hand of a baby goes where? Straight to the mouth. Put a snake in the hand of a child. Put a poop in the hand of a child. Put a needle. Put a pen. Put money. Put anything you put in a baby's hand is straight to the mouth because that's all they care about. But the moment they start growing to a level, they know, okay, um, this knife you give to me is supposed to be on the kitchen shelf. This plate you give to me is not for my mouth. It's for this place. This You give me your phone. The, my, my daughter will bite my phone. Bite my phone. Bite, bite the phone. And the phone is not biting. But she will grow to a point very soon. She will take the phone. Are you? Are you? She now, she now understand that phone is not for biting but it's for communication. And she also grew to a point where she cannot have her own phone to make calls. And if you see her at that age biting phone, you will say, this girl, they've trained her wrongly. So you, how is God seeing you? How have you been approaching God? Is it the means of give me, give me, give me, need, 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 need? The goodness of God is there. God wants to show you his goodness. But your greed, your greed. Your... So, Pastor, so how will I now ask for my marriage if I keep thanking God? Oh, then you don't understand prayer. If that is what you are asking, then you don't understand prayer. Can I say this to you? That inside thanksgiving, your needs are wrapped up in. Pastor, I'm going through some problem. So how do I now thank God? Inside Thanksgiving, your needs are wrapped up inside. Oh, if I, you receive more when you praise God, you receive more. Let's go to Acts. Acts chapter 16 from verse 22. Let's read from 22 down. Acts 16 from verse 22. All my life you have been faithful. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailers to keep them safely. Who having received a charge, such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stock. All right, let's go. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. So, you see, how did they get their freedom? 
Father said they prayed. They prayed. It wasn't working. Somebody in prison. I think what you should be asking for is Father set me free. Father set me free. Father set me free. But the Bible said these guys began to listen. The things that change our life are not usual. They are unusual. They are the things a natural man wouldn't want to do. Okay? The things that change our life, they are the things no natural man would want to do them. But the man who is spiritual, the man who has a spiritual knowledge or understanding knows this is the right way. So the kind of prayer I'm talking of now, no natural man wants to pray that kind of prayer. How will I be thanking God every day? Just be thanking God, thanking God, thanking God. What kind of thing is that? How will I just be there and I will not even ask of my own thing? Many of you, if I tell you, go and do seven days of thanksgiving, you can't do. Oh, Father, I thank you. Thank you for my business. Father, thank you for my job. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, oh, he my mother, oh, he my father, oh, he my children, oh, father, oh, father, oh, father, oh, father. It's not only oh, father, it is brother. So you realize you can't even stay consistently in giving God thanks. So you get to a point, you feel tired, like, so what will I say again? Because you don't understand prayer. If you understand prayer, you will understand that that thank you, Jesus, is worth much more than a thousand things that you will say. Let's learn to get to prayer. Let's learn to take out these. I'm thanking God. I know, I'm Father, I'm giving you thanksgiving for my marriage. And if somebody's around the year, you say, but you are, you are not married, say, yeah, I'm thanking God in advance. I'm giving you thanks for my unborn children. I'm giving you thanks. I remember someone who reached out um she's not getting pregnant and blah 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 i've given her prayer to do she's done the prayer i've given her seed to sow she's sown the thing is not working i said madam come i sense you are bitter against god i sense you are angry with god i sense you are blaming god you've been praying and doing this is not working get into 21 days of thanksgiving get into 21 days don't ask for a baby don't ask for money. Don't ask for anything. Just wake up in the night. Take your phone. Put a song and dance. Sing. Dance. When you are done, say amen and go to sleep. It was after that 21 days of Thanksgiving she got pregnant. Shall we pray all this while? Are we, I have prophesied. I have laid hands. I have given directions. What is going on? But this person in the heart was bitter was bitter towards God. Like the case of Hannah. Hannah was sad because of how Penina was treating her. Listen, one of the things Thanksgiving does that it lifts burdens off you and brings you to the place of joy. You can be saying that I choose joy and the joy is not joying at all. I choose joy, but the joy will not joy. But the moment you begin to give thanks to God, that that burden, that sadness, that heaviness in your heart, it will get lifted. If it does not get lifted, then the thanksgiving was wrong. It wasn't a sincere one. Because God said, my glory will I not share with any man. So every time you begin to pray, God will send angels. But when you begin to praise, God will come by himself. 
So God cannot come to you and leave you with the burdens you are carrying. Our thanksgiving must be genuine. God is just good. And how do we assess him? It's thanksgiving. Solomon used that key when they built the temple. Solomon brought singers and they began to sing and began to praise God and all kinds of things and all of that. And Solomon took, if you read them, Second Chronicles chapter 1, you find that story there. Solomon took um, 1,000, um, what is it called? 1,000 um, cattles, offered them as sacrifice. Now, we know naturally when we offer, we have a need. We are giving because we want a job. We are giving because they are good. Uh, they are very powerful. They're very powerful. But Solomon gave 1,000 cows and offered them to God, and he did not ask God for one thing. Listen, I've learned this by experience. It's a level of sacrifice you get into. You don't pray a lot, particularly for things. Your prayer is more, Father, thank you. What do I do? Show me the way. What do you want me to do? What do you want from me? Father, what, is, what are you saying for the next season? Yes. Solomon offered it, kept thanking God. God was waiting for him to ask for something. He thanked God, fish, and went to bed. God appeared to him. That night, he said, Solo, what do you want? It was God who was now asking him, what do you want? I said, oh, God. And you could still see this, his childlike heart. God, I just want wisdom to be able to lead the people that you have given to me and all of that and all of that. So God said to him, listen, since you have not asked for riches for yourself, You've not asked for a car. You've not asked for a house. I will embarrass you with riches. No man on the face of the earth will ever be able to be as rich as you are. I will embarrass you with the wisdom you are looking for. I will make you very powerful. I will make your children very fruitful. God gave you much more than what he demanded for. So why are we, if this is something available in Christ, available in God, why are we consumed by our needs. Why? Why are we consumed with so much collection? Father, give me. Father, give me. The one that gave God 20 Ghana cities want to feed this heaven. Father, I want a car. Father, I want a house. Father, I want husband. Father, I want two children. Father, oh, you see that car that I saw? That Range Rover. I want that. Type. Somebody who just gave God 20 Ghana cities. You want to empty heaven. And somebody somewhere, you see, True givers, don't worry, God. True givers, they don't worry, God. They just do it as their Christian obligation, and they are out. And the ones, and eventually, the day they will have the need to go and knock on the door of heaven for supply. Heaven does not turn its back on them. Heaven does not. There are some of us now cry. I don't want owing heaven. If there's, a, if there's anything like that, you've collected sir. You've collected sir. You've taken the one for your yesterday. Some of them are looking for how to take loan from God. They're looking for how to take loan. Father, I know that you will give me um, $1 million in the future. Can you give me some $10,000 from that money? Eh? Just give me $10,000. When it's time, you will deduct it. If you can just, if I can even manage some 5,000, you are owing God already. Owing, they have collected, 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 collected. If you check their prayer account, 
nothing check their precious account nothing check nothing nothing oh that's not how to be a christian that's not how to be a christian understand that prayer has a bank everything you do with god has a bank and there's a payday so you see yourself you've been praying it looks like nothing is happening it's not true except you are not really praying something is happening Sometimes what is happening is that God is making a way for you. God is preparing you for what you want to get. Another time, and most of the time, is that God is storing up some of your prayers for the right season. So while He's preparing you, while He's making ways, He's storing up the prayer. So when the time comes for you to withdraw, you realize there is so much. There is so much. There is so much. And you'll now be asking yourself, why is this thing so much like this? I was talking to my wife a few days ago, and I was like, ah, I have a lot of suits here I've not been wearing. It's time to give out suits. They were like a hand. So now you see why you have not been getting suit as gift. And I don't know me like it's true. I used to get suit as gift, fully paid for. But for a while now, I've not worn suits. I've not even looked to that direction. I've not worn suit. I've not given out suit. I'm like, okay, now I know. So I'm going to say, let them take out the suit and give out every of those suits. Listen. That's how it works. I remember one time somebody came and I gave out most of my shoes. I gave them out and somebody came, gave me a shoe twice more expensive than the shoe that I gave out. The same week, another person brought me shoes. The same week, another person brought me shoes. I think the next two weeks later, and I was almost confused, like, what is going on? What is going on? I think I had a pursuit and said one time, he just saw that there were too many shoes in his wardrobe. So he packed out about 50 shoes, shared to the young men around. And he was in church. Somebody called and said, oh, I just came back from Dubai. You are around? He said, yes. And he went to see him at the office, got there. He said, please, I have some gifts for you. He said, okay, let them and put them there. He said, just come and see. And he called some guys to come and empty them. When they packed them down, it was 100 pairs, of, 150 pairs of shoes that they brought out of the car. Another person came again from UK and said, please, are you in town? He said, yes, I want to come and see you. He said, okay. And he came. And by the time they finished talking, he said, I have some gifts for you. He said, okay, no problem. Let them put them there. When he came out, it was another 100 pairs of shoes. Another person came again. At the end of the day, in one month, he had 300 pairs of shoes because he, he chose. Listen, you can never beat God in giving. When you see the goodness of God, you'll be the one running. For the goodness of God must be triggered. All right? The goodness of God must be triggered. You trigger the goodness of God. Else, what you're going to experience is just the general. Many of us don't know that there are classes and there are realms of access in God's glory. There are realms that just come, it's just the general realm where God just protects you give you daily bread, and all of those things. But you want to assess the heart of God. You want to be able to touch and experience the place where things are not the way they should be naturally. Charlie, you will need to get out of yourself. You will need to get into certain covenant practices that will bring you to a realm. People will be asking, who is this? How did you get here? How did you get here? And one thing I've learned is that it doesn't take time to get there.
it does not take forever to get there. It's all about how much are you willing to pay for it? And how soon are you willing to pay for it? That is what it is. So thanksgiving is a major key in assessing the goodness of God for your life. Thanksgiving. Number two, I'm going to round up with number two and we pray. Number two is men. The gift of men. The gift of men. Can I say this to you? If you don't want to go to hell, you don't want to suffer in hellfire, please receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Obey him. Live a holy life. But if you don't want to suffer on earth, you don't want to be stranded on earth, please learn how to receive and honor men. Learn how to receive and honor men if you don't want to be stranded on earth. You can be so anointed, so prayerful, and yet you will be the one that suffer more than every other person because you don't know how to receive men. Luke 6.38 Luke 6.38 You see, a wise, a wise man does not create any. Many of you are just starting a business and the environment where you do business, you already have people who don't like you and who like you. I have a good news for you. That business will not succeed in that environment. That woman does not like me. That woman likes me. That woman, she, she does not like my friend. Did you come to do friend or you came to do business? A good businessman must be neutral. Look at it. Luke 6, 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. You see, as it sounds sweet, right? If I just give God now uh, 50 Ghana, and many of you have tried it and it looked like it didn't work, but you missed out certain principles in that scripture. Give, it shall be given out to you. God didn't say that way, it will stop. So I'm going to give you good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Ah, so if that's the plan of God, so let me just give empty my account right now and give it to God, and God will give to me. No. Look at the other part. It says, shall men give into your bosom? Okay? These men are going to give to you because you have obeyed a law. It didn't say the men you give to are the ones that we give to you. No, that's not what he said. But he's saying that if you obey this law, God is going to trigger men. That is how God will use to bless you. Through men. Through men. Through men. So, if you have not built relationship with men, if you have not built value in the midst of men, God is going to find it difficult in being able to respond to your goodwill that you have done. God will find it difficult. So many of us, we don't keep friends. I don't know how to make friends. Um, I'm just like that. I don't talk to people and all of that. Can't you see how you are suffering just like that too? Some of you have too much enemies. It's bad. 
too much enemies. It's not a way, good way of life. It's very terrible. Too much enemies around at your work. You and five people are fighting. The day God will choose to send help for you at that workplace, you will be shocked that you will miss it. So you will pray, 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 or you realize that nothing is working in your life. Men. God functions through men. God functions through men. God help you through men. So I have a question for you now. How do the men around you see you? How do the women around you see you? Huh? How do they see you? Have you created misunderstanding or peace? One of my daughter had her birthday a few days ago, and we got talking. Except I received four birthday cakes. I'm like, wow. But all I saw was somebody who had a good rapport with people. Yeah. Someone who has a good rapport. Someone who knows how to get into people. Someone who people accept. Some of you here, Kra, for the past five years now, cake, evil cupcake, Kra, you've not seen on your birthday. Not to talk about full cake that they bake. The problem is not demons. The problem is that you don't know how to relate with men. You don't know how to relate with men. You don't know how to get access into men. You don't know. Psalm 17 verse 14. Psalm 17 verse 14. He said, give shall be given to you good measure, present shaking together, running over. Shall men, God is not the one that will bring it. No, 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 no. Because everything God will give you, God has given it to a man. If you don't know how to assess that man, you will not be able to get or receive it. From men, which are thy hands. So men are the hands of God. So if you do something now, God wants to bless you. God can just tell Antoinette, um, go to God's favor, give her a car. All right? And she'll be thinking, so what do I do with these four cars? Well, she's not even thinking. Just have cars. Suddenly, go to God's favor, out of your four cars, give her one of the cars. And she just goes there and give it. Then she now hear God's favor saying, I was, I was planning to buy a car. But the money I was having, it was not enough. And I used the money to support an orphan school fees. I used the money to support church building projects. I used the money to pay for a widow's rent. So I told God to take care of me. So God now went to speak to somebody who brings a full car that even the money couldn't have afforded. Men are the hands of God. If you don't know how to relate with men, you will frustrate God's hand in your life. If you don't know how to relate with men, you will frustrate the hand of God in your life. You will. Jesus, who is God in person, when he was going to Golgotha, 
he got to a point and became tired. A man called Simon of Serene was the one who came and picked up the cross and finished the journey for him. It was God. And a man in physical body. But with all his anointing, he has read the dead, he the sick, he needed help. Some of you don't say that you don't need help, but your attitude says that you don't need help. The gift of men, that is one of the ways to unlock the goodness of God. The gift of men. I pray this month, God is going to give you the gift of good men. God is going to release great men your way. God is going to release powerful men your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. All right. And this is what makes the believer get into the place where we get stagnated, where we get stranded, where it looks like God has not been there for us. Somebody reached out some weeks ago and began to talk about a problem, how he would need God's intervention. And when I look around, I shook my head. I said, no. There's a situation you get into Getting answer to prayer now becomes difficult, not because God is hard, not because God does not respond to prayer, but because the person in question does not know how to live life. The person in question, there's a way to live life. There's a way to live life. That you'll be void of problems, that whenever you have need, Supply is available waiting for you. There's a way to live life. Luke 16. Luke 16 from verse 1. Let's go down. We read a scripture days ago. And he said unto him, unto his disciples, sorry, there was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy steward, for thou mayest be no good steward. Be no longer steward, sorry. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For... My Lord, take it away from me, the stewardship. I cannot dig to beg. I am ashamed. Let's go. I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the steward, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, how much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, A hundred treasure of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Let's go. Verse seven, eight, down. 
Then said he to another, How much owest thou? And he said, An hundred measure of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write four score. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Get, I want a different version from six, from eight, eight and nine. Give me a different version. God is saying, Jesus rather is saying in this scripture that there is something wrong with Christians. And since I saw this scripture for about four years now or five years, and I began to understand this scripture, I will tell you the truth. What is wrong with Christians have not changed. It's still wrong and it's still getting wrong by the day. Get me seven and eight and nine different version. So this young man, the boss realized that he was stealing his money. He was not being properly accountable and decided to fire him and say, you are not working again. This guy said, so why will I survive? I cannot dig. I can't do a manual job. I can't do laboring job. I can't be a beggar. So what do I do now? The young man said, okay, I know what to do. He went to those who he has been giving goods on credit. He said, how much are you owing? Say me, I'm owing 100,000. He said, make it 50,000. Send me the money. What are you owing? Oh, I bought uh, 20 cars from you last time. I have not paid. So, okay, can you pay for 16 cars now? Forget the four. Ah, yes, if you can. Okay, no problem. He took all the money. He didn't give the boss, oh. No, 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 no. He took all the money and went to start his own life. When the boss heard it, so the guy's um, permutation was this. Number one, if I receive the money, I use the money to start up a business. And those people who I have given discounts, they will see me as a good person. All right? They will see me as a good person. So even if I have issue with my accommodation or I need contact, these people will be there to also to offer me help. He said the rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of light. Give me another version. This one is speaking brothel. Give me clean English. TPT will do better. The message will do better. Easy English we do better or easy to read so see, there is a problem with the children of light the children of this world they behave better they do better they know better than those who are in church they know better than those who are in church The version is not coming. Okay, while we wait on it, I told us last time that if you remove your spirituality, what else are you good at? Remove your prayer now. Take away prayer. Take away speaking in tongues. Take away what else are you good at? That is what will make you relevant in this world. I want you to be smart in the same way, but for what is right using every adversity to stimulate you to creative survivor, to concentrate 
your attention on the bare essentials. You will live, really live, and not complacently just get by on good behavior. Where's the verse? Is this 8 and 9 you gave to me? Okay, that's 8 and 9. It said, now here's the surprise. The master praised the crooked manager. Why? Because he knew how to look after himself. Streetwise people are smarter in this regard than law-abiding citizens. They are on a constant alert looking for angles surviving by their wit. Streetwise people. Streetwise people. Worldly people. How can by how can Bible make such utterance? How can that those who are in the streets know more than the church? With all my prayer, with all my revelation, ah, I can prophesy. Cry, they can prophesy. Okay. So when you are done with all the spirituality, then come home. Your landlord is a Muslim. Your boss is an artist. So you can't even express your Christianity in that house or at that workplace. Just because you can't afford what it takes to stand alone. The servant was not honest, but his master spoke well about what he had done. What he had done would help him later. People that do not obey God think carefully. So are you seeing where the problem is now? That God is not the problem. Africa, we serve God too much. We serve God too much. If you go to America, they don't serve God. If you go to try Dubai, they don't serve God. Everywhere is developed. Nya, 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 nya. And all the idiots that does not have up to 30 teeth in their mouth are saying whatever rubbish they can. But the Bible made provision for the prosperity of the believer. But we don't, we don't understand it. Say people who do not obey God, they think carefully. Their mindset is different. They don't obey God. They don't pay tithe. They don't give offering. They don't pray. They don't receive prophecy. But say they think more carefully. And you now, you have an advantage of giving, tithing, prophetic, grace, all of it added together, yet you are failing. Oh, that alone does not make everything work. Think carefully. He said they know how to do well with people like themselves. They know how to partner. They know how to share ideas. They know how to do things and relate and get the kind of result that they deserve. See, people that obey God often think less carefully. The ones who obey God, oftentimes they think less carefully. They just believe if they can do a kayo, kayo, kabayo, kayo, kabayo, kayo, then everything is done. No, God is saying you have a responsibility in your lifting. You have a responsibility. All right? I told us on, I think two days ago, that your gifts and talents come natural. It is your duty to develop it. Do you know, if you take time and check through, check out for the best lead vocalists, you're going to find them in secular music. 
R&B, um, soul music, and um, all of that. The kinds of Michael Johnson, um, all and all. Get into church. Somebody gets into choir. Now they want to sing to be a blessing to God. They know it's their passion. But they will never go and look for a music school to enroll in. They will never go to Riaza to learn. No, just pick a song, play the song for four days or two days. It's okay, now keyboard is, give me key. And they carry the song, key the song, mother everybody in church. We must get it right. We must get it right. People in the world does not need to come and be overtaken. We must get it right. In marriages, in businesses, in finances, we must get it right. I was told of a lady who works in an office. She comes to do money devotion. She speaks in tongue much more than everyone. By lunch, she's the most troublesome. That's wrong. She's the most troublesome at that workplace. And you'll find at the same workplace, people who are Muslim ladies who come to work with hijab. And they do their job excellently. They are friends to everyone. They finish and they go. But the one that is a pastor's wife or a choir leader, we fight everybody at work. So now, I'm breaking the access to men. So the day you will have a need at that workplace, do you know that God could even send a Muslim at that workplace to rescue you? Apostle Suleiman came to Ghana. He didn't come to my house. He didn't go to the national pastor of the ministry's house. He didn't go to the office of another man of God. Do you know where he went to? He went to see a Muslim, the vice president of Ghana. He went to his house to go and see him. Learn to assess men. Learn to assess men. In this atrium, learn to assess men. If you don't want to suffer and suffer till you're suffering, we begin to suffer and suffer. I've told you that sometimes prayer doesn't always take away the problem. Prayer shows you what to do. Prayer shows you who to relate to. Prayer brings you an opportunity. You've been asking God, oh, Father, help me, help me, help me, help me. Suddenly, you go out to the mall, right before you is standing the MP of your region. And, oh, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I know you. And then they, oh, thank you. And next thing they ask you, are you okay? I'm fine, I'm fine. And you go back home and start praying. What you are not aware of, God brought that meeting together. God orchestrated that meeting to use that meeting to solve your problem. I think I gave somebody a prophecy on this platform that I see you owning lands. And the area I saw, I don't know where she lives exactly, but I wasn't seeing her live in that area. I said, I'm seeing you getting lands, lands around the Kaswa area. And I mentioned the area specifically. I said, I don't know how, and I don't know why, but I'm seeing God giving you lands there. After the meeting, she reached out to me and said, sir, there's something going on right now. I said, what is it? He said, the MP in charge of the region you just mentioned 
is my classmate. The MP in charge of that region is my classmate. A few days ago, I was sitting just next to him and I was led in my spirit. There was a burden in my spirit. I should talk to him. I should talk. But I felt like there's no need. There's no need. There's no need. So what if what God wanted to do was to create a relationship, create a friendship between these two people? Oh, there's some land we want to sell somewhere. And um, it's supposed to be lands. The government wants to just sell it off for 5000 and all of that. Okay, um, can you afford some? And she has money to buy 20. She has money to buy 10. Oh, please, can I get some? And we pay. Okay, because you are my friend. Listen, understand how to assess men. Be good and quick in making a relationship and the right one. Don't start looking out for what to get first. The moment you find yourself in the environment of relating with people. Don't look out for what can I get first? What can I receive first? Look out for what to give first. Look out for what to give first. So that we will not labor the labor of fools. So everything that God will bring to you, when you pray, God will send a man. The day we understand this, we will be at peace and we will be careful how we deal with people. I've made a vow since I learned this. I'll be very careful how I live people's life. Alright? If you want to end a relationship, be it um, boyfriend and girlfriend, be it um, a neighborhood and all of that, please don't live anywhere with quarrel. Don't live anywhere fighting. Don't live anywhere those of you that do government job or secular work, whatever you would call it, you found yourself in one or two or had in one or two situations, somebody goes to get another job and they will ask you for reference from the company that you left. Can we get a contact of your boss or you feel it in your CV? How many of you now can feel the, your, your boss contact in your previous CV? And he has something good to say about you. If your boss is the one, your old boss is the one they will call for your next job, will you get the job or you are done? Last month, I was just there driving, my phone rang. I saw something, something, some bank and all of that. Like, this looks like fraud. I don't have anything to do with bank. But I said, okay, let me pick up the call. The call came to us. I picked it up. Who is this? Oh, this is the manager of this and this bank and all of that. Are you Pastor Nobel? I said, yes. Okay. Um, please, somebody have written your name as a referee in a um, job application and blah, blah, blah. like, who, who would do that without a notice? So they called the name. And this, this person and all of that. So what do you say about, about the person? I wanted to see something uh, but because of the person's wife and certain things. I'm like, he's a nice guy and all of that. And well, like, so you think this person is good to be employed? I said, yes. It's good to be employed and all of So imagine if this person, if I'm to follow based on the person's behavior and not the wife and children, there won't be any good remark from me. So how many persons are in the position to give bad remarks about you? How many? I was to do something last month or last two months and I needed to get some referees. 
So when I reached out to those, I reached out to none of them said, I'm sorry, um, no, we can't do it for you. Uh, no, 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 no. It was in a hurry. Of course, go ahead. You are free. You don't need to tell me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was it. That was all I was getting. In this earth realm, it is men that rule. It is men that rule. It is men that rule. So the king, the boss said, get me, let's go for that. Let's take two more, that scripture, 10 and 11 now. I think we are done with 8 and 9. He said we should learn from those in the world that they do better. Sometimes I would prefer to do business with somebody who doesn't go to church than the one that go to church. The one that go to church, I would prefer that we pray together. Yeah, that's what you are good for. But you see business, you see dealing with money. No, everything is spiritual to them. Went to somebody's shop one day in the morning, about 10, and he was praying. Kamakoyaga, Katibaga, I release angel. Mokoga, calm down. Angels will not buy this goose. Customer is here now. So stop prayer. Oh. What are you saying? Release angels to do what now? What are they doing? You should have done this prayer from your house. Do it 30 minutes, 5 minutes, 2 minutes prayer. I was passing the shop, some seamstress. She have gathered all her girls around 11 o'clock. Praying, disturbing the whole area. That's no more prayer. No. Possibly there's somebody's job there which they have to do. Now the job is not done. And go, 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 go. So the person come. He didn't meet up. There's one one now that I want to arrest. Oh, yeah. This period, I want to arrest a lot of people. A guy spoiled my car. Me, I want to arrest him. One, I gave him money to make clothes. For the past three weeks, for the past three weeks, clothes that should be ready for one week, three weeks now is not ready, and he has gotten full payment. So me, as I told him, Friday was the deadline. If I don't get the money or the cloth, I won't call him again. He has been calling me, I didn't pick. I'm glad he's in Nigeria, he's not in Ghana, so it will be sweet. I'll just send somebody to pick up soldiers. They should make sure they flog him, and they should arrest him early morning. Shouldn't go by 10 o'clock, no, no, no. I'll look for somebody who will get his address, arrest him by 5 a.m. That kind of there's somebody knock on your door, you're still feeling sleepy. As they open your door, you soldiers you are meeting, it will look like you saw demons. In Nigeria, soldiers, the soldiers they are not correct too. No, 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 no. It's not the guy that messed up with my car. I've spent over 20,000 Ghana City fixing my car. I gave you something to fix. You know that okay, doing it this way is wrong. And you did it, you messed up and destroyed the gearbox. Over 20,000. And they are trying to deny that they didn't do anything wrong. Okay, that's fine. I'm not greedy. So right now, I just want 50% of what I spent in repairing the car. On a good day, they should be the one bearing the cost. But because I need my car first, I took my car off there. Took my car off there to go fix. So just give only 50% per. I, 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 don't, I don't want all the money. I spent it. No problem. Just give me 50% of what I spent. Just give me 10,000, carry your problem and go. I'll go and arrest with my life. Next time you won't see me again. No, but that guy, they will arrest him. They will arrest him. And this somebody, uh, no, Nigeria police, they are, they are very nice. Though. I don't like I don't like dealing with police issues in Ghana. It's very, it's, it becomes a very funny case. For me, they, it won't be this time. I know the doors to knock. 
when things start going funny. I will knock the right door and the right thing will happen. Nigeria, somebody encroached on my land in Benin. So I just sent them, say what the police soldiers need is 30,000 naira, which is barely 300 Ghana cities. They took a full truck of policemen, full helos, took a full helos of policemen. When they gave two people hot slap, hot slap, first of all, the same people who were raising their voice, they were the ones who were running around and trying to solve the problem. Say, my brother is not like that. Who is your brother? So, if you, you see, dealing with certain people who are, and can I shock you? The guy who did this thing to me is somebody who were attending the same church. He was a member. In fact, while he was talking, taking the money, he was using the church slangs that we use. More grace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm a member of this branch. A, the same Christian. I don't believe I won't do that. The one, the, the one I gave the cloth to, the same person, the same church, the same, the same church, the same denomination. The same denomination. More grisa. Oh, you have not been giving me work. Oh, I said, you are far. You are in Nigeria. I'm in Ghana. Okay, let me give you work. So I need this three days. How much? Oh, this amount. I sent the money. It was quite expensive, but I didn't mind. I just wanted something quality. I didn't price. I didn't. There was no negotiation. I didn't. I didn't negotiate. Paid in full. The same Christian. If it was unbelievers, I gave it to. I won't get that response. I won't get that response. If I thought I get that response, okay, I expect them to behave that way because they don't know God. You that know God, your own fellow Christian brother, come on now. Come on now. We ought to start doing better. We should start, we should start doing better. We should start doing better. We should start doing better. We should. So when you do now, when you talk, they will say, oh, um, I thought you were a Christian. That's what they say. I thought you were a man of God. Why are you doing like this? Oh, so because I'm a Christian, you have to now put pepper in my eyes and I will take it. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. The world has probably my car too. Feels I'm a pastor, so I won't do anything. Okay, get the guy that damaged this car. Bring him. Let me talk to him. Let me find out what really happened. Say they have not seen the guy since two weeks. The wife said he left the house. Ah, was he kidnapped? Or after happened, I'm not aware. What are you saying now? One thing I don't like to do, I don't like to fight for things. It's not in my nature. I'll just let it go. But the moment you realize you are now being cunning, Charlie, then you will now see the side I don't have. I'll borrow it from somebody. Use, use some for you. Please, don't be the kind of person that people regret meeting you. Don't be the kind of person that people regret knowing you. Give me that scripture back. He said, people in the world knows better than those in the church. How can God be telling us to go and learn from those in the world? So look at what he said further. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. So listen now. Listen. The Bible is saying that your character now that you are broke will show whether you will prosper or not. If you can't manage your 500 Ghana CD salary well, God said, if I put you into 5,000 Ghana CDs, it won't change. You know the mistake a lot of us are making. 
you feel if your salary increased now, your problem will be solved. It's not true. <laughs> hey, the human nature that I know, when your earning increase, your ego increases. Your appetite increases. So suddenly you now realize you are earning thousands cities, you are buying clothes as foes. Your salary increased to 4,000. You now it now dawn on you that you don't deserve foes anymore. It's time for you to now begin to wear Dior. It's time for you to begin to wear some um, Adidas. It's time for you to go to that boutique there. You can't be eating at the chop bar side again. It's time to be going to the the expensive Basileso, is it Basileso they call it or what? Uh, and all the noble house and all the nice places. I can't be going to this kind of place again. You now realize that the car you are driving is now too small. It's time to get a bit. I think people should know that um, your, 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 your current status should be complemented by your outward appearance. That is the nature of human being. Oh, it's time to stop eating one meat. Let's try make it four. We've been buying frozen chicken. Let's try um, fresh chicken. Let's try fresh chicken. The moment your earning grows, your ego grows. Where I'm living, I can't live in Kaswa anymore. I can't live in Kaswa anymore. So it's time to move to Ajingano. It's time to move to this and that area. Is it wrong to move there? No. But what I'm saying is you that is thinking that things are hard because your income is low, it's not really true. It is you who have not gotten the right approach to the issue of money, first of all. So even if God increase your income now, the same problem will still be there. I know you will not believe it. You will get there, you will understand. So he said that he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. That is it. If you can manage little wear, somebody have told you, oh, I've, I've told you, I don't take that, that this thing again. Papa, pray for me. If God bless me, eh, Charlie, forget it. If right now, the 10 CDs you have, we can't see what you do with one CD out of it for God. If God gives you 100,000, you won't do anything for him. You won't. Because you will not remember your mother has been sick. She needs a surgery. Your father, his um, shoes are old. The roof then you with a lot of bills will now begin to as your income grow problem that matches your income will start coming yeah if it's not your own it will be somebody's problem but you must learn the habit from having little how you manage yourself in the midst of little shows how you re reveal yourself in the midst of abundance so he said in verse 11 if therefore you have not been faithful can I get, get me a different version on verse 11? I want to read to 12, then I'm done. Let's wrap this up and pray. If, therefore, you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, that's what I want us to get a different version. In this scripture, God twice used, on, used worldly things to compare Christians. If you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust? Their true riches. Huh? If you have not been able, all right, the word mammon, mammon means the God of money, the spirit in charge of money. So God is saying, the place you work, the kind of money you are getting, if you have not been faithful in utilizing the money properly, 
Now, how do you think you receive true kingdom riches? So this thing is not beyond prayer. Father, bless me, give me, give me. No, God is saying there are principles to these things. If you can trust a person with a very small thing, get, I'm not seeing verse 11 there. If you can trust a person with a very small thing, you can also trust him with bigger things. And if you cannot trust a person with a very small thing, you cannot trust him with big things. No. Let the person, easy English, don't come and bring another this thing now. Get me the easy English, verse 11, Priscilla. MSB said, I think that's message Bible. If you are crook in small things, you will be a crook in big things. So you see those we send into political offices, when they get there, they steal everything. Go check them. From school, they've been thieves. Make them class captain. They are collecting bribe to mark people who did not come for class. Let them become ordinary um, student union president. They are stealing money. So they didn't start now. No, no, no. It's been long. It said in verse 11, so if people cannot trust you with money in this world, nobody will trust you with really valuable things. So if earthly riches, God, listen, all of these things, nature takes account. God takes account. Demons take account. The moment you begin to steal at work, the moment you begin to divert people's money, somebody did business with you, you diverted it, somebody gave you a job. Let me ask, let me ask every one of you listening to me particularly those who are working for somebody and those who are working in government um, facilities. How do you treat the washroom at your workplace? Why do you treat the government property the way you treat it? Because you feel it's not you that will pay. I saw somebody driving a government car. I said, if this car belonged to this man, he won't drive it this way. You know they will pay. So you bang the door carelessly, you use the pen, and you carry the pen home. What is not your own? You carry the pen home, you use the things, you damage them left and right and all of that. Carry what belongs, because it's not your own. It's not your own. What you, are, what you don't know, according to this scripture, God can't give you your own. Nobody's watching you. Nobody. They might not be seeing you. But God can't give you your own. Father, bless me. God said, no, I can't bless you. You've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon. So God tests us with worldly things. That your job that you have is a test. Yeah, it's a test. Sometimes God brings people around us as friends. God brings people around us as friends to test us how we will handle them. Sometimes God uses your own wife to test you, your own husband. God bring them. How are you handling your marriage now? There is nothing. God will now decide this marriage is going to suffer 10 years more. But financially, this marriage will struggle 10 years more. How, was your, how is your dealing with God now that you are single? Single sister. How is your dealing with God? All of this has a role to play whether you will fall into a good marriage or you will fall into a very foolish marriage. Say it doesn't matter. I'm single. I'm free. I can do what I like. What you don't know is that this is seed that you are sowing, and a day of reward is coming. And now he said, and if you are untrustworthy about the worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? The true riches of heaven could be could akin to God's blessings. Worldly riches could include, um, could also be um, pointed to 
as your income. So now you can't give God 10% as your tithe, which is a natural, worldly, earthly riches. So how do you want God's blessing that will bring you into the place of wealth? Supporting your neighbor with your material things, it is part of the worldly riches. You can't do that for your neighbor. You can't do that for the poor. But you want God to make sure that you never go down. How does that work? So you realize that our prayers, we are fighting it. We pray, but we are fighting our prayer. We are frustrating our prayer. We are frustrating. Have you realized those who pray much more are the most stranded when it comes to material needs? Yeah. They are the most stranded because there are approach that you take into life. You see them come later. I have a son who I saw him. I called him. We were having a, 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 a crusade in Accra. And I called him, go to the venue, assist them to work. Are you working today? He said, yes. He has some work. At, he will go for night duty. I said, okay, go to the venue, assist them to work. And you can go by 4 p.m. to get ready for night duty. I said, okay. Do you know I got there at 11 o'clock to go finish, arrange things? He was there. I'm like, I thought you said you were going to work. He said, yes, but he didn't go again. Why? He said, nothing. I said, no, it's not nothing. What's the problem? He said, um, he gave his excuse. I said, okay, that's fine. Now, did you tell them at work that you won't come? No. This is somebody who was employed two months ago. He had been jobless for years. Was employed two months ago. He didn't go to work. Why didn't he go? Let's crusade. So when he go to that crusade, kabayo, kabayo, ayo, ayo, I receive. When he finish, he get back, they fire him. He will not say it's persecution. It's not persecution, it's stupidity. It's to gross stupidity. It's not persecution. They don't like the church. That's why I know. They love the, they love the church. They actually like the church. They don't like the character of people in the church. You mess up with your job. You mess up with your job. And the next thing you come, prayer will not cover the abuse of privileges. Prayer won't cover it. It won't. Oh, Father, give me favor at work. I receive favor. And you have no regard for your boss because you are older than your boss or your boss is your mate. There's a way to live. There's a way to live. So the poverty, you realize that the poverty of a lot of believers is as a result of not being faithful to God. The poverty of a lot of believers is as a result of not being faithful to God to their business, to their job, to their to themselves. How do you struggle to get a job? After praying, fasting, you got a job, and yet you're not serious. You see an artisan who is a carpenter, have been praying, father a job, and you now said, you now come in contact. God now bring you to them or bring them to you. So, okay, make me a bed, make me a, a, a set of chairs, some nice upholstery, and how much? Oh, 40,000. Okay, I'll pay you 35. And the person agreed, and you pay 35. By the time you come, one month later, for a, a job of two weeks, one month later, they are not done. And by the time they make the upholstery, oh, dear Lord, what you ordered, versus what you got is what will be there. And by the time you when you attend, oh, I'm an elder. I will not mention any church so you don't think I'm attacking churches. I'm an elder in this and this church. I am a deacon in that and that church. If you are a deacon, why can't you deacon this chair? 
You are an elder. Why can't you elder this chair? Why are you just behaving this way? Why? So the next thing, after years, two, three years, five years, ten years, they are out of business. And the next thing they say, I've been going to church all this while and nothing is working. I've been going to church all this while. How do you start it? Start it. You, you get a job and yet you are not serious. Some of you go to work and sleep. Some of you go to work and quarry, go to work and fight. Is that why you look for a job? Now you have enemies left and right. When you were looking for a job, what was your purpose of going there? Was it to make enemies? So why are you not misbehaving? How do you take a loan to start a business? Eh? You took a loan, start a business, and you did not even do the business at all. You chopped the money. Or you, you did the business and you close. Or you give somebody that few money to start a business. You never started the business or you closed it. And tomorrow you now come. I remember when I was in the Sokako then. I, I was just seeing people who were around. I stayed at the church about one year. People were around. A lot of them were not doing anything. So I felt bad. Young girls, 26, 28, 25, I felt bad. So I said, okay, now I'm going to create a scheme. No, me personally, the church doesn't pay me, not because they don't want to pay. I said I don't want salary from whatever that has to do with church. I want to take care of myself. Let God help me. So the church is not paying me, but I said, okay, I'm going to try to gather funds from the little money I can gather and start up businesses for people. So I took out money, got some people who are doing nothing, asked them individually, what can you do? And I was shocked that these young, beautiful-looking ladies Tongue-speaking ladies have no good business acumen. It has been reported to me now that all the people submitting business proposals said they want to give a thousand thousand Ghana cities. All the people sub bringing business proposals, they have nothing reasonable to write. From all they've said, only two persons, only two persons wrote something meaningful. Unfortunately, their own budget is out of this world. But only two persons have a, a good something to offer. Some are sending prayer requests. I want to start a young business. I need money. I want to start the rice business. Are you serious? Are you serious? I was shocked that these young, beautiful ladies, if, if we say, let's pray, one of them cried. She was my secretary then. This girl can pray everywhere. If you give her a microphone, you take a light on his right. What do you want to do? You say you want to sell yam. Okay, I was excited. Maybe she wants to start getting yam, two bars of yam. No, the yam she wants to sell is to roast yam at a junction. Get a, um, a basin and put, cut yam, um, um, roast it, and people come and buy one. I thought that behind like, my God. Yeah, that's how far our eyes can see. We are too short-sighted. The other one said, hey, what is it called? She wants to sell bull, rubber bulls. I'm like, I don't understand. I was confused. Maybe she wanted to shop in the market and all of that. I said, no. She wants to buy a rubber bow. She will put them on the head and be carrying it around the street. I was shocked. Born again believer. I'm not saying be greedy. But what I'm saying is, my friend, the Holy Ghost in you is too bright and too smart for you to be this dull and small. Oh, minus God, cry. With the brain God has given to you, you are supposed to be useful. You are supposed to be fruitful. Then, adding the Holy Ghost. Why are you so dull and so unsmart and so unreasonable? Toiling with your life. 
your mates who are in the world, your mates who are in the world, they are using themselves, their body, their sense, and all of that to make riches. You now that is in God, you can't use the Holy Ghost in you and your brain to make rich. Are you telling me that those in the world, the world their means is better? What are you saying? I said, okay, no problem. That's what they asked for. And I asked them how much it would cost. They brought their figure. I gave them all the money. Can I shock you? All of them, they did start the business. All of them. One told me she would sell egg. She will cook egg and carry on the head and all of them. The only one started the business. Started the business. And after how many months, whether she chopped the egg or the egg chopped how, I don't know what happened. Less than two, three months, she started staying at home. The same person later had issue with accommodation, came to me and said she wants accommodation. I said, how much have you sold her for your business? And she didn't go again. So what's the reason? Said the boyfriend said, that was her excuse. The boyfriend said that business is too little for her status. I said, okay, so what business did your boyfriend open for you? He said, nothing. I said, you should stay at home. Boyfriend, not husband. I said, okay, so you want rent now. Tell your boyfriend to give you, he doesn't have money. The landlord will soon throw her out. I said, okay, I'm going to support you on a condition. On a condition. Go raise 50% of the income of the money you need for the rent. And I will add up 50%. That was the last time I saw her in church. She began to tell everybody I'm a wicked pastor. That pastor does not support people. It's not helping. They are greedy. All they care about is uh, just you to come and work in church. All they care about is you to come and uh, to that. She said, all kind. I, I, didn't, I didn't worry myself. I didn't bother myself. I was calm and did my thing. It was after I left the church, she now came back to resume church. And I smiled. I smiled. But last time I saw her, when I, when I was giving her that money for business, I was not driving a car. I was managing my life. The last time I saw her, I was sitting in my car. She was standing telling me, I love your car. I said, yeah. You see, when you choose to live a stupid life, okay, you will always meet people in their progress while you are still backward. You always meet people progressing while you remain backward. When you choose to be stupid and wicked, what your father didn't give you, your mother didn't give you. Your parents are not dead, though. Your parents are alive. Family members, they are alive. And somebody choose to offer you that help. And you now come to destroy it. And you want to destroy the person. And you think that God, you know, what you sow, you reap. There are people, see, when I look at people's character, I just know the ones who will not go forward and the ones who will go forward, no matter how serious. And this girl who did this thing, let me tell you how serious she is in church. She comes to open church. She has the key to church. At that time, she comes to open church. She locks the church. She comes to sweep church. She sings in church. So you see the seriousness. So people who are around us will say, ah, this girl is too faithful to God. Why can't God bless her? But their character does not deserve the blessing. Their character does not deserve the blessing. So many of us are here listening to me who are very serious in church, who do things the way we do. But at the end of the day, our behavior have delisted you from the possibility of being blessed.
I was at the mentor's birthday yesterday evening. Um, started to give people to, uh, money to start up business and um, to pay scholarships for students and all of that. Some persons who they gave, who they told that they would give them money to start business, they called them, interviewed them, told them to come tomorrow. They didn't come. They were calling their name. They were not there. Somebody want to start a business for you, hundred percent capital, serious businesses that might cost you fifty thousand, thirty thousand, twenty thousand, or even hundred. Somebody who is not your father, not your blood relative, wants to do it, and you didn't come. You didn't come. And the next thing you say, church don't care. Church don't care. If the government is doing half of what the churches are doing now. I think Africa will be a better place. Look at Apostle man feeds people every Saturday, compulsorily, every Saturday feeds people. Over 500, 500 to 1,000 persons every Saturday comes to eat. Good food, and you have your choice. You want local dish, you want rice with meat. They kill, I think they land they kill three cows every Saturday. They kill three cows. Widows have given food every Thursday and they are put on salary every month. People on scholarship are already up to 10,000. Government can't even do 2% of that. And you find somebody who is doing the same thing for you and you can't even open your heart and receive it and be grateful and make something meaningful out of it. And some will tell you this small thing. If you can't make use of much, you can't do more. You can't. No, you can't. It is better you don't even receive it. Oh, it won't be enough for me. I don't want it. Not you said, okay, if I get 500 Ghana, it will be enough for me to start up. They give it to you and you are still stagnated. You are not serious with life. You are just lazy looking for opportunities, people that will hand things to you. And if you talk to these people, they are very emotional. When they talk to you, you feel like, oh, you are, it's people that have not been fair to them or it's you that have not really done enough. It's not true. It's not true. That's how they are. It's not true. That's how they are. I used to have this mindset where I see people helping people. I feel like nobody wants to help me. Nobody wants to give me. Why now? Oh, ah, until it dawned on me that nobody owes me anything. Nobody owes me anything. And there are people who have gotten more privileges than us. They have gotten more support than us. Gotten more help than us. And yet you see their life. It's still the way it is. And you see them. We say, pray now. Kaba, yaga, kago, And after this, they say, I don't know why my life is not progressing. My friend, wake up. Let me ask again. How do you take loan for business and you never started it? Or you closed it? How? How do you receive money for business? You never began the business on you. How dare you? You see what people don't understand? People don't understand. People feel, those who are givers, only them will understand this statement. Do you know when you are a giver, people feel you don't have a problem? When you are a giver, people feel you don't have a problem. But I tell you the truth, that many people who are givers, they go out of their comfort zone. Some are giving their last money. Some are giving out of 
some savings they have projected to meet some serious problems. Yeah. Only those who are givers will understand. They are taking out of some money they've kept to solve some serious family problem just because they have their heart and their culture to give or let's meet the need and they bring it out. So those people feel, oh, if you can give me 1,000, that means you have 10,000. So why can't you give me more? If you can give me 500, you should have been able to give me 2,000. You are being stingy. What you don't have, somebody give it to you and you are being ungrateful. You want to understand that there are people who are not even getting half of the privileges you are getting in life from your family, from your work, from your church, from anywhere. People who are not even getting half of it. You see, the Bible said if you are faithful in little, you'll be faithful in much. Listen, faithfulness is not just a statement. Faithfulness is a service. All right? Being faithful in little does not mean it is convenient. It does not mean that things will not be hard. No. Things will be hard, but your faithfulness will make you stand in the midst of difficulties. Your faithfulness will make you stand against the difficulties until changes will come. That you are faithful does not mean challenge will not come. It will come. You serve God faithfully, you will go through problem. You want to hold on to your business faithfully, you will go through problem. You want to hold on to whatever God has given you faithfully. Challenges will come. But faithfulness helps you to stand against the storm. Because you don't want God to come and ask you, where is the business they gave you? Where is this and that they gave you? And there's nothing to show for it. You don't want God to come and ask you. You want to be accountable. Faithfulness makes you endure hardship to the end. See, people get into things, it just didn't work and they close it. They just tried that try. They didn't work. They will just close it. Ah, I can't kill myself. I've tried. I've tried since morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't work. And they close it. And you, you now realize the person borrowed money. There are people listening to me. And I'm sorry. You should have no business with doing business. Because all you are looking for now is um, how to eat. That's not what business is for. All right. If that is how you start, that's fine. He said, though thy beginning may be small, he said, but your latter end should greatly increase. All you are looking for now is how to eat. How do you start a business? You and your family, you are feeding on the business, the profit and the capital. How will the business die? What is wrong with your brain now? You don't deserve to run a business. Just stay in your job. Be there and be suffering. You are eating the profit. You are eating your... Some other, other person started the same business. They've outgrown it, grown the business, but you are looking for how to. You realize you are suffering. And what pains me, these people are very close to the altar. These people are very not For some teaching church, yeah, some singing church, some are senior ushers, some are choirs, some are, some are even pastors or pastor's wife. So when you look at them, you start feeling sad. Like, ah, this church is not helping them. This church is not helping them. It's not the church. No, I'm telling you from, from my angle of being a pastor, it's not the church. I've seen a lot of them. I've seen a lot of them. I've seen a lot of them. They will always spoil the things they get by privilege. They will spoil it. They will spoil it. And the young ones will use boyfriend to spoil it. 
yeah, they will abandon their business to follow one boy, while some will give the money to a boy or whatsoever. The matured ones will use family to spoil it. Children will eat, eat, eat the business to death. Husband will collect, collect the business to death, and they will not come back to you. By that, you don't have them, they will leave the church and go into another church. I don't feel bad for such people anymore. As you leave, safe journey. The Lord is your strength. Because you, and I will still meet you in the next 10 years, you will be the same person you are. It's not a curse. The character shows, except you change. And you can change now and get a better life. A faithful person does not see crisis. A faithful person sees profit. So that helps a faithful person to focus on the goal. Challenges will come. Crisis will come. But a faithful person does not see the crisis, focuses on the profit, and focus on the future. Give me Hebrews 13 verse 2. Hebrews 13 verse 2. Everywhere is quiet now. If you know how many people who have received money for business who never started it. Okay, if the money you received couldn't start the business you wanted, why don't you keep it and try to gather some money to add or look for another business? But no, that's how you have touched the money, 200, 500, 1,000, and some will use all the money to sow seed. Something is wrong with your brain. It was given for you for a reason. It's not time for seed. Go use that money, do what they ask you to do, make profit out of it, then come back. You give seed out of the profit, not out of capital. And I tell you, I give it as seed. You will succeed, though. Eh? You, you will not succeed. You will just be there. And I could have told you, hey, it doesn't matter. You see, you can give it as seed. And it's not true. It's not true. Start that business. Grow it. Give your tithe out. Your tithe should be out of the profit, not out of the capital. Not out of the capital. Because we are suffering in church for no reason. Anointed, broke people everywhere. Sorry, Hebrews. Give me Hebrews 12, verse 2, not 13 now. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 2. I know pastors who collect people's business money. I know pastors who collect. They have collected seeds to the point that even the givers can't give again. But that's not how we're supposed to be. Nah, no, that's not. How, that is not. No, that's not how we should be. I know people whose business died in churches. Their business, like, literally died. I know somebody who got into millions, millions of CDs, got some huge money in dollars, and the pastor and the wife had connived and twisted the person. The man began to hide this from the wife. They began to give prophecies against the wife, knowing that the wife is the wise one that will help protect the man's wealth. Began to hide things from the wife until they emptied the man's wealth. It was left with just $50,000 when the man told the wife that something is going on. You've already bought a car for the pastor. Bought a car. Do I, am I against honor? No, I'm not against honor. But the moment you now begin to do it for selfish gain, you are being wicked. They've bought a car, bought a land, they've bought this, bought that, giving money and all of that before the man now saw that. This people didn't really mean my good. They didn't really mean my good. And I didn't know what happened. The man and the wife got angry. They left the church. They left the church. 
So let's not let's not behave like there's no future. Everything we have to eat is in today. Everything we have to take is in today. Let's not act that way. It is wrong. So look at this scripture. So looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who was for the joy that was set before him. I'm reading from there. And I am um, KJV. Who was for the joy, all right, that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God, of the throne of God. So the prophet there is that there's a joy ahead, and part of the joy is that one day he will sit by the throne of God. So while he was carrying the cross, he was enduring the pain, all right? He endured the cross, despising all the shame that was coming to him. Many people listening to me now, they can't start small business. And they are, job, they are jobless. They are jobless. Give them 1,000 ganas now. They, they don't even know what to do with it. Do you know why? They've, they've set a craving to live a high standard life. They don't enter Trotro. They enter Boots or Uber. They don't um, manage food. No, 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 no. The, the way you eat and manage, they don't. They are used to eating four meat at once. This is somebody who, at the end, if you are a woman, you will become a harlot. You start looking for men to date for survival, and you realize one common thing, that you will not be able to get married because every man that comes your way, you have turned them to a business transaction, so they are afraid of you. You are a man. Every woman that comes your way sees you as an opportunist, they begin to avoid you. They can't. They can't manage. They like big houses. They like big television. They like nice clothes. They like them. Um, they like shiny things, but they can't make shiny money. They like good food. They can't make good money. So how do you maintain that lifestyle if you can't afford it? When you see them dress, you think that they see you of one company. And they can't use that brain also that they're using to dress to also work something out. Their dressing is not producing anything. You are not making the right contact. You are not getting into something. And, and when you talk, they will say, ah, you are insulting them. You don't like them. If you will not help me, don't help me. Why would you be this thing and all of that? And you see them making some kind of stupid motivational quote that those that will help you will not stress you. Anybody that stresses you is not your helper. Listen, listen. Nobody owes you. The highest thing you will end up doing is that you will end up dating a man just sleeping with you to give you money. And the man become abusive or the man end up seeing that you are not um, somebody who... Um, is productive, he will just tell you, my father said I can't marry you. My mother said we don't marry from your village. That's what they will tell you. My mother, they have seen you that this one there is a gold digger. If I marry this one, I will get poor very soon. My mother said that we can't marry from your village. My father said um, um, I can't marry you because there is a girl they want me to marry. If the man talking to you is 40 years old, how can a 40 years old man, the father be the one choosing who to marry? And you will not be there, oh, oh, why, oh, eh, unless you're not going to pray. Father, touch the heart of the father. God did not answer the prayer because there was no father in the first place. The guy is lying. He just saw a liability and he wants to escape. He wants to escape. Many excuses people give you for your heartbreak is all lies. None of them, 90% is not true. All the excuses they gave you to break your heart, none of them is true. They lied. So faithfulness makes you endure. Endure crisis. Focus on the goal. 
restoring business, it's not time to begin to eat. It's not time to begin to remove profit. The profit should be going back into the business. So, Pastor, how do I survive? God will help you manage. It's not time. I've pastored churches, three churches in my life, that all the church was given to me from scratch, from nothing. From scratch. I entered some of the churches, the church was so broke that even the broken plate has a hope. The church was so broke that even the broken plate, no good sound system, the church was owing lights be, the church was owing um, the landlord, the rent will expire in two months, I'm not, I wasn't even aware, no members in the church, nothing. And when I took over the church, two months, landlord came, rent is due. My pastor got angry, said he won't pay the rent because he, he took a loan to pay for the church facility and the church could not even pay back the loan or even continue. And I'm not the problem. That was how they abandoned me. After started struggling, started praying, praying. God connected me to a family of an archbishop in Kumasi, the wife. Every month, the woman would, ah, I became confused. The woman told all the children to stop paying tight in their church. I didn't tell her I was in, who were, were in need of any problem. No, I didn't. Just told all the children to stop paying tight in there. But that was God at work. She was sending the tight to my ministry. I began to gather out the money. She would come, bring me seed. He said, I don't know, I'm let to give you my salary for this month. I'm like, ah, I hope this archbishop will not come and arrest me because I didn't ask your wife for money. The son would come, bring seed. That was how we gathered part of the money. And my pastor came, added money, and we paid. I left that church changing all the instruments, relocating the church from where it was to a different facility. From there, I moved to Volta. The same thing again. The same thing. Started the church, nothing. There was no money. There was nothing. First thing I did, I, I, I played keyboard. So I know when I see quality keyboard, I know one. It was a toy keyboard they had. I gathered money, went to buy a new keyboard. In two months, bought new keyboard. We began to feast. Before I left there, I paid for the church land, 35,000 Ghana cities. While I was paying for this land, I knew I would leave the ministry. I left there, I went to open a branch for them, over 10,000 Ghana cities. 85% of the money, I spent it. So a lot of them now see the things we are doing, the prayer conferences and all of that, and they are asking, how are you doing it? But I look back, I tell them one thing. While I was serving under this ministry, I never took what is not mine. I rather give. I was faithful in my service. My pastor knows it till date. Till date, he knows it. I was faithful in my service. So if God now begins to reward my faithfulness by making the little things we are doing to become big, you don't come and start envying me. Go and work for your own. This thing pays. If you are working for somebody, whether government or what, please put faithfulness in it. Let nobody watch you. You are working for yourself. You are doing your own business. Be faithful to yourself. How do you start business? You close, start, you close, start, you close. Next you say, business is not for me. Business is for everybody. Business is for everybody. What is business? Buying and selling. Rendering services. That is business. So every day, tell me, are you not buying? Every day you are buying. You are, so, you are also a business person without knowing, just that you refuse to take a decision that will make your life work because of your bad behavior. A faithful person will endure crisis and focus on profit. Life does not respond to the soft and the weak. Be tough. 
things will come that will challenge that new decision. The challenges will come. Crisis will come. Issues will come. Stop waiting for who will come to your rescue. Stand up and rescue yourself. Then you will see help start coming. I, I've learned this by experience. Nobody wants to identify with a failure. I shared a story last time. The man of God coming now for our prayer conference. For our camp meeting next week. I've tried to invite him before he didn't mind me. Oh yeah. I called him, messaged him, everything. He didn't mind me. But the moment we began to do our prayer conference, I began to share the pictures. And I began to send seeds to him. The day I called him, I said, I want you to come for our meeting. He didn't tell me I would check my calendar. He said, give me the date I'm coming. Why? He has now seen, okay, he's already having a meeting. I'm, I'm not trying to use his influence. The man is kind of popular in his own way. I'm not trying to use his influence to gather crowd. I'm not trying to use his anointing to do what I want to do. There are people on ground and he knows there are resources on the ground. So he now sees the need to be part of what I'm doing. And he calls me son. Before he calls me Norbert. But now he calls me son. Because there is something following to it. But many of us just want, listen, listen. The people you are kneeling down for now, trying to lobby to get access into. If you work hard, both of you can sit on the same chair as colleagues. You know that you are not colleagues. But by the reason of the success you've been able to achieve in your little way, you'll be sitting next to them and be talking as if you are friends. But the moment you choose to become a mediocre, the moment you choose to remain a nobody, do you know? I think, I don't know. Who is the richest, who, who's the richest person in Ghana right now? Who's the richest Ghanaian? I don't know yeah, whatever record it is. The thing, there is not exciting in Ghana because the kind of figures they mention for the richest person is small, small money. At least in Nigeria, when you hear richest person, the person is not only in Nigeria, but it cuts across Africa and even contending with the world. You'll be hearing some huge, huge, serious amount of money. Nobody knows. Okay, I've heard of one rich person which they say is despite. So let, let's use despite for an example. A lot of you now online listening to me don't even have his contact. You don't even know his house. You can't even enter his office. Okay? Shedda is the richest. Okay, so whoever the person is or what, you don't have their contact. You can't even enter their office. You can't even reach out to them or whatsoever. But do you know now, if you grow a business that suddenly becomes a $1 million business, you will meet them. Both of you will sit down talking. You will be discussing, talking. The same you that was just a nobody two days ago, you are now in a class where you are talking with people who are at the top. So, meeting them is not hard. The problem is that you, are, you, don't, you can't step into their realm. So, your growth, your rising, is what gives you access to certain places. I was talking to um, um, one of my bosses a few days ago, and we got talking about certain things. Said, They've told me that you've resigned from the ministry. And I was like, look at what happened, look at what happened. By God's leading and all of that. He said, no problem. I don't have issue with you. I'm not supporting what you did. Neither am I against you because of sitting in this and this and all of that. But listen, 
I've seen the characters you begin to portray since I came. You will succeed if only you keep up with this character. Now you have your, you started your own something for yourself and yet you came to do protocol for your pastor's program. So that is wisdom. And this is the kind of heart that God is looking for. Heart of humility. I was watching you when you came out when they were calling for sacrifice. You didn't sit down. All of the pastors sat down. And I was watching you. You came out for such amount of money. You that is just starting. Said, I see. If only you would keep up with this pattern. He began to mention to me. This, I didn't ask you, so what do I do to succeed? No. He just saw somebody who is already aligning to principles that will make life work. He began to offer advice. Okay, these are the things. If you do this, do this, do this. Hold on to it. Don't change. You will never fail. And the next thing he told me, get ready. We are going to Moses Bliss um, marriage. I just want to go and honor him. He left official discussion and we begin to talk about ordinary things. Inside the same program, get ready. We'll be going out. We'll need um, um, a car to get a car and um, a V8 to be able to go and all of that. And I began to ask immediately, how can I add value to this man now? How do I make him see? It's not for show off. It is, I know the level me I've gotten to. There is something I can contribute. I said, okay, now I'm going to bear the burden. If he allows me, I'll pay for his hotel. If he doesn't allow me, I'll make sure I make the car available. So immediately the same day, he sent me the IV that we used to go and all of that, 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 that. I started calling for car service and I told him car is ready and all of that. He said, wait. I was on call with Mrs. Ika when I saw his call. The next day, he said, we are still going. I said, yes, sir. I called the car, paid for the car and all of that. And that's it. But there was something I did. There was something I did. Listen, some rich men will send for you. The moment you begin, look at the lady who they sing at on. Despite she sang basa basa. Now there is that thing. Me, I didn't support that lady one bit. Not because she's a Ghanaian. But Charlie, if you want to sing, have the voice. Why kill a nation? Okay. If he was um, who? Geometro that was coming to do Sengaton. Okay, that's fine. If it was, um, who else? Okay, that's fine. But this lady was not after the voice. She was after success. Okay, so because at the end of the land, she did, they didn't accept her. But for the fact that she was already a pending successor, everybody have agreed her name will not enter a global record. My, listen, like it or not, she's already become a celebrity. If she doesn't use it with that, that's her own business. Whether they gave it to her or they didn't give it to her. Her name is now, who knew her before? Do you know her before? I didn't know her. That is how success works. It puts your name on the map. People have tried to reach out to her from America, from Nigeria, from all kinds of places. Now everybody wants to cook carton, cook carton, cook carton. Everybody is cooking carton everywhere, cooking carton, every corner. Some of them are not after anything. They just also want to make a name. The moment you do it, endorsement begin to come. Look at the lady that did it in Nigeria, Hedabashi. Who knew her? Nobody. That girl is everywhere now, making money in billions. Endorsement deals on I saw a few days ago on Facebook, this same girl that sang, that did the singathon in Ghana, has been given an endorsement deal by a company that is into furniture and mattress. 
she will become the ambassador. Despite, after they knew that she had failed, though, okay, for her name now, let's do that and let's use, use her to make they after their own business. If you get yourself to the place where life works, you will not look for money. Stop chasing money. This is why many people do business and they close. They want to do business to feed. Do business to make impact. Okay, now there is a lack of water issue in this community. How do I make water available? There is a, people don't have good clothes here. How do I make clothes? No, it's not for free. You are selling it, but you are looking for how to solve problems first than, okay, um, how do I get the money? How, that's why many don't succeed. They are looking for the money first. Focus on the impact. Money always responds to impact. Body will always respond to impact. It will always respond. Network. All right, let's let's call it a day. Let's close. We'll meet back tonight. But fix it in your heart and have this understanding that money will always respond to impact. Money will always move to the direction of somebody who is making things to happen. Can you hear me?
Can you hear me, somebody? Can you hear me? Let's close, let's close, network. Okay. Can you hear can you hear anything again now? So you can't hear anything again. Can you hear something again? Okay, the network is so bad, but let's just let's wrap up in 10 minutes. So I was saying that we should keep it at heart that our prosperity and our financial source will always respond to impact. So instead of you to chase for money, chase impact. Okay, by the time you realize it, you have so much money that you don't even know what to do with it. Don't pursue money. Pursue to solve a problem. How do I solve a problem? Stop checking. So how much you come out of it and all of that. No, naturally focus on solving problems and money will naturally also come to your direction. Please stop waiting for who will come to your rescue. Many of us, this prayer of helper has made us lazy. Father, send me helper. So we are sitting down waiting one day. God will just appear to the dream of one man or one woman and come and tell them your name. He said, there's one girl called Kukwa. Go there, adopt her, give her $1 million, wash her legs, wash all the undies she left in the washroom, the dishes she left in the kitchen that is dirty, wash all of them. Charlie, it doesn't happen no. After us again and again, God does not want you to live on miracles. God wants you to live on his principles. God does not want you to live on miracle money. God wants you to live on the principles of money. Miracle money is to solve emergency problems. It's to solve emergency problems in your life. That is what it is for. God wants you to live on the principles of money. Work, smart work giving, saving, investing, partnership, relationship. That's how God wants our life to live. If not, we will pray and be poor. It's not prayer. It's not prayer. You will pray and be poor. All right? Stop waiting for who will come for your rescue. Pick up yourself and do what you can. Let people see your star shine. All right? Get me Isaiah 60. Oh, Lord, help me. What's the scripture right now? Isaiah 60. Um, I think verse 3, right? 
Okay, let's start from verse 1. Isaiah 61, 2, 3. Quick, 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 quick. My time is soon. Time is soon. Okay, everyone look at this. Arise, shine. He didn't say God will, God will lift you so that you shine. He said, no, you. It's time for you to stand up now. Arise, arise and shine. For thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So if I ever want to release anointing oil upon your head, I release prophecy upon your head. You don't make the locomotive steps. You don't take the necessary actions to make that prophecy and that oil to function. You will not shine. It is you rising. What the oil does is to bring you knowledge, to bring you awareness, to bring you enablement and advantage to do things to work. An average believer receives prophecy, they will sit down and start waiting for the prophecy. They receive um, the promise, they will sit down. No, get out of your comfort. He said, arise and shine, not because you are too smart, but now the light of God has come upon you and the glory of God has risen upon you. That glory will not do things on its own. You need to do things. Verse 2, he said, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Don't forget now, light has come on you. That's what the verse 1 said. Arise, shine, because for the light is come and the glory of God, it is the glory of God that brings light to you. It's on you. So he said, for behold, darkness will cover the earth. It speaks of famine, hunger, delay, all kinds of issues. Then gross darkness, the people. He said, but the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. All right? So the Lord coming upon you, and all that's going through darkness and you carrying light, if you fold your hand, you will suffer like those who are going through darkness. So now you have light. You can see what others can see. You can perceive what they cannot perceive. You know what they don't know. So why they are in darkness wallowing? Because you belong to God. You are in light. You are supposed to see differently, see better, and take a different approach. But you see believers who claim, I am the light of the world. They are suffering more than the world. The light of the world is now suffering more than the world. But look at what he said in verse 3. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Okay? That light that God has released upon you will attract people. Okay? But what you do with that light, that is the arise and shine now. What you do with it, look at the latter part. And, the, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Kings don't come to your light. Kings come when their light become bright. I don't know if, do I have anybody online who is even understanding what I'm saying at all? Is anybody getting what I just said at all? Kings don't follow light. No, light is too small for them. Kings don't follow light. No, 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 no. Kings don't run after prophecy. They run after prophecy fulfillment. Prophecy now come that you will be great. Kings will not follow you. No, they won't come. They will wait. When you start manifesting their greatness, kings will come. Yes. So the light is your own responsibility to make it shine. Once the light comes, it will attract certain group of people. If you don't know how to use these people, the light will become stagnant or it will soon go off. If you don't know how to use them and use the resources available, then the, the light now becomes brighter. Kings will now come. So, okay, then this guy, we see that he has a future. He's going somewhere. So let's 
partner with him. Let's support him. Let's get so that when this thing grows, all of us will now begin to enjoy of the glory. So you sitting down waiting that somebody one day is going to come and just pick you while they're walking on the road. Obama will see you. We carry you. Hello, how are you doing? Put you in the car. I'm led. I see a fever around you. I'm led to give you all my, my escalates and give you some uh, $100 million. I'm taking you to America. Charlie, calm down. Calm down. That's not how it works. Get back to your Bible. All right? So stop waiting for who will come to your rescue. Stop waiting for where help will come from. Start with what you have. Be tough. Be steady. Be tough. Be steady. Stay tough. Stay steady. It might look like it's not working. Be tough and be steady. Be steady. Be steady. Build value. Build your craft. Build value. Build your craft. Create results. Men will come around. They will come. But there's nothing. Nobody will come. Everybody wants to identify with success. Your fasting, your prayer, your going to your to church, your tithing, your giving will not be regarded if you don't succeed. Your fasting, your prayer, your going to church, your giving, your service in church, all of it will not be regarded if you don't succeed. Listen, let me shock you. Even your church will not regard you if you don't succeed. This church has been tightened since 1991. Right now, and if you fail, even they are human beings, the pastors are human beings, the members, they are human beings. They won't regard you. Please, don't quit on your job. Please, don't quit on your pray on your business because you want to pray. Somebody reached out to me and said, oh, I'm feeling bad. One of us on this platform. He's been intentional and sincere. I'm feeling bad because of the job I have now. I can't even come online. I said, don't feel bad at all. Don't feel bad one minute. They say, we do post-recording. When we are done, the recording is uploaded. Go listen to the recording. You will still receive the same thing. You are jobless for, let's say you're jobless for five years. Now you got a job and you have to work into certain hours. And you now tell your boss, I can't come to work today. I have to go for choir rehearsal. You are not serious. You are not serious at all. You are not serious. God didn't tell you you should stay and work. You stay in church. All right? That's not what God asked you to do for you. The people that God told stay in church, be praying, be working. Okay, so they don't have the liberty to go work. Somebody like me, every time I try to work, I get into trouble. Every time I try to work, so I knew God called me into full-time ministry. Every time I try to work, I get into trouble. Every time. Well, that's not your case. You have the liberty to do whatever you want to do and all of that. So why are you not trying to pull yourself out and sit down and begin to pray? When you were sitting down to pray, you were hungry. And now you've got an opportunity. Now you want to pull out of the opportunity. No. All you need to do is learn to balance it. Learn to, but don't come back and say, I'm too tired, I can't pray. That's where you start having problem with God. Now, meetings are, are, they are recorded. Don't say, um, I don't have time to listen to the meeting. The free time you have, you listen to them, receive the same thing. You give your tithe, give your offering. When you have time, you come and serve and all of that. And you enjoy the blessing. Now you become more useful to God. So if God now says, 
um, I want to um, go and save the believers suffering in Libya. I want to save them. Do you know God can use you more than the person who is sitting down there and doing nothing? Because now God needs financial resources from somebody who has it to meet that need. God said, okay, I want a crusade to be done in this and this manner. God can use you more. So God will still use you. All you do, the only mistake you make is that you not shut down prayer and all of your spiritual activity. I repeat, never quit your job to pray. Unless God is the one that sent you. Never quit your job to pray. Never quit your job. Never close your business because you don't have time to go for prayer. Never try it. You are not, you are not serious. When poverty hits you, eh? when poverty hits you, oh dear Lord. Mm. Even the church will disregard you. Your family will disown you when you lack result. The church will disregard you. Your own family will disown you. Your own family. I've been pastoring for quite some time. And I've seen pastors, we who started as, I know God wanted me to do full-time ministry. But I didn't miss a survivor. So every time I try to get a job, problem, problem. Those people who are working class, we had two persons particularly who were pastors with us then while we were starting. One had his own business, doing very well. The other one had a job as a doctor or so, doing very well. They were more regarded than us who were always in church. We are the one that cleaned the church. We are the one, anytime they want microphone, we are bringing it. Every time they say there's somebody to pray for, we are there, kabayo, 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 in the night, kabaya. They want to carry speaker. We are the one whose head is good to carry the speaker. They don't tell those people who are bringing the money to carry speaker. Nah, they don't tell them. They don't tell those who are bringing the money to carry the speaker. They don't tell them to carry the speaker. I, I started going to a mentor's church. And so the pastor was like, hey, come and do this, come and do this, come and I'm like, okay, I know what these people are trying to do. They are looking at my body size and they want to add me to those in this group who are not doing anything. I said, okay, fine. So I began to give. So when I come around, I just can't this, hand this. When they talk of giving, when they began to see the kind of giving I give, they by themselves told me, said, please don't be sitting here. So when I come and sit anywhere, I said, no, you must sit here. Every time I go sit so except there's no space. I came late. They would drag me. Say, you if you don't sit here, we'll be in trouble. If I pass Jesus, we're in trouble. Please come and sit at the front and all of that. They by themselves changed it. I didn't go there. Do you know who I am? Do you, what are you saying? Stop trying to tell people who you are. Let your success announce itself. Do you know if you are having a party now, Nana Kofado enters, he will not come and say, do you know who I am? If you are trying to tell people, do you know who I am? It means you are actually a nobody. Because fame and success does not need announcement. It announces itself. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I pray that God give us wisdom. I pray that God give us the right knowledge. I pray that from today, we begin to take the right approach to the things of God. No more shall we be foolish. No more shall we take the wrong approach. No more unfaithfulness. In the name of Jesus, no more unfaithfulness. We become faithful from today. We become useful to the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we become productive. We become productive to God. We become productive to the church. We become productive to ourselves. We become productive to our families. 
in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray now for you that the right principles for success, you begin to apply them. You begin to honor men. You honor God in the name of Jesus. And I pray that this month, the goodness of God shall pass over you. The goodness of God shall pass over you. Please, I repeat again, don't close your business for prayer. No. If it's temporary, that's fine. You want to take out days just to pray. That's fine. Because the prayer you are praying will work through that work. Your prayer will work. The result of the prayer will come from that work, that contact you have. Don't stop breaking valuable relationships because of it's your religion. The scripture will read. Go back and read that scripture. Luke 16, take from verse 1. Take your time and look. Take, 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 take the different version. Read from verse 1 and read down to verse 12. You realize that you are not making the right decisions. You realize that you are being too spiritual. The Lord help you. The Lord favor you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord bless you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, I call it down. Amen. Go back and think on these things and pray on them and allow God to help you. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. We have some amazing prayer and prophetic session as God would grant us grace. Until I see you again, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it.